I'm Hermina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Hey, thanks for joining us. Philippine Senator Risa Ontiveros reveals corrupt officials may have pocketed up to 40 billion pesos in bribe money from Chinese nationals illegally entering the Philippines since 2017. Ontiveros says of the 4 million Chinese nationals who illegally entered the country, 3.8 million of them got in through the so-called Pastillas bribery scheme. Those applicants allegedly paid 10,000 pesos each to immigration officers. Now, she adds a different system, the visa upon arrival scheme, has allowed the illegal entry of about 150,000 Chinese nationals. Ontiveros believes that scheme is being used to traffic women into the Philippines. On one side, you have the Pastilla scheme generating an estimated 30 billion so far. On the other side, another side that we've seen so far, itong uh, visa upon arrival or VUA. Uh, that's the second revenue stream. Grabe no, para talagang business model no. ito. Hotels and areas under general community quarantine and modified general community quarantine now allowed to operate at full capacity. Tourism Secretary Bernadette Romulo Puyat, however, emphasized full operational capacity will be subject to the hotel management's decision. She adds guidelines for the expanded operational capacity will be released soon. Government recently reopened some of the country's top tourist spots, including Baguio, the Ilocos provinces, and the world-famous Boracay Island after a long lockdown due to the pandemic. Well, as the Philippines further eases travel restrictions, the health department issues guidelines for individuals coming to the country and Filipinos who are planning to travel domestically. Let's hear more from Rafael Bosano. With the Philippine government slowly easing travel restrictions and the Christmas season coming up, more and more people are expected to head out and move around, including overseas Filipinos looking to spend the holidays here and foreign visitors. This is why the health department has released an omnibus guideline that lays down the responsibilities not only of the national and local governments, but also individuals coming to the Philippines. Based on the guidelines, returning Filipinos don't need to undergo tests or quarantine as long as they have no symptoms and they are coming from areas considered to have a low to medium prevalence of the disease. However, this doesn't mean they are exempted from local government protocols. Pagdating sa kanilang probinsya at nirequire siya na kailangan siya mag-test, kailangan siya mag-quarantine, then they have to comply with the requirements of the local government. Verhere adds even before OFWs leave a foreign country, they would still need to undergo a PCR test. Uh, most of these OFWs, they bring with them their RT-PCR results, which are two to three days prior to their travel. So when they arrive here, uh, the experts thought it best to recommend that they just we do just symptoms check. The prevalence of COVID-19 in a country is determined by the number of cases per 1 million population. The DOH says if the number of cases is over 10,000 per million, this can be considered high prevalence. This is why tourists coming from high prevalence countries like the USA, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia and several others are not allowed to enter the Philippines. If they are coming from low to medium prevalence countries, they will be permitted entry provided they undergo a PCR test and symptoms check. For Filipinos planning to travel domestically, here's what you need to consider. If you're coming from a low to medium prevalence area and don't show symptoms, you are allowed to travel as long as you adhere to minimum health standards. 
However, if you're coming from an area with high prevalence, there are strict requirements you need to follow. Even if you don't show symptoms, you still need to undergo quarantine before traveling and also take a PCR test. Since tourism is considered non-essential travel, travelers must shoulder all the costs of testing and they should coordinate with village health officers on their own. In all of these provisions, only one thing is common. A traveler with symptoms will immediately be referred to an isolation facility and contact tracing will be conducted. Isolation will last for 10 days as earlier studies shows a person is no longer infectious 10 days after the onset of symptoms. The Philippine Health Department explains that more than testing, the guidelines put a premium on contact tracing, isolation and quarantine to curb the spread of the virus that may come not only from abroad, but through community transmissions. Rafael Bosano, ABS-CBN News. Laboratory experiments on the capacity of the virgin coconut oil to destroy novel coronavirus cells show promising results. But Dr. Jaime Montoya of the Science Department's Council for Health Research and Development says results of two ongoing clinical trials are still needed to prove if VCO is indeed an effective treatment against COVID-19. The community-based clinical trial on asymptomatic and mild cases is expected to finish before the end of the year. It has potential based on the initial studies and we have to wait for the results of the clinical trial because we do not want uh, you know, people to have the impression that we're already saying that it actually works. Uh, we still have to do the clinical, finish the clinical trials for us to make a definitive conclusion. VCO as it is, is already approved by the FDA as a food supplement. So you can actually take it for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, but what we're saying is you should not depend on it to expect that if you have COVID-19 or maybe you're infected or you're sick, that will actually cure you of that disease or infection. So you have to actually still do the other things that is required and uh, 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 receive standard of care because this is still not an approved indication for um, uh, COVID-19. The Philippine Health Department keeping an eye on possible outbreaks of other diseases amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The DOH is ramping up its free immunization campaign, particularly against polio and measles. Last year, the Philippines recorded 70,000 measles cases and 841 deaths. This year, um, the cases, we're not seeing it grow, not largely because first, um, the practices that would actually prevent us from um, measles and polio, apart from vaccination, no? so hand washing, um, hygiene etiquette, etc., they're being practiced because of COVID-19. What's alarming to us is the decrease in vaccine coverage. So we might not getting the cases this year, but we might get them next year. No? So all the campaigns that we're doing now is toward preventing a possible outbreak next year. The health department assures the public all health protocols will be implemented during the intensified immunization program. We want to assure everyone that the protocols are in place against COVID-19. So adequately protected yung healthcare workers natin. Um, meron din mechanisms to make sure physical distance and the entire um, encounter with the health worker is less than 15 minutes.
Head of religious leader Apollo Kiboloi is sentenced to prison for lying about cash smuggling in Hawaii. Kingdom of Jesus Christ Hawaii church manager Felina Salinas has been sentenced to 30 days in prison and fined $500 for lying about a suitcase that contained hidden cash worth more than $300,000. The suitcase belonged to the founder of the religious group, Pastor Kiboloi. In 2018, Hawaii customs agents arrested Salinas after she failed to declare the cash on a flight back to the Philippines. Salinas claimed the suitcase containing the money was hers, but authorities later discovered it was Kiboloi's. Kiboloi was never charged in the case. A court in Dumaguete has junked the drug cases against five suspects after CCTV footage showed they were illegally arrested by agents of the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency. Mike Navalo now joins us on the line for more on this. Mike? Hi, Carmina. A Dumaguete court has junked drugs, drugs cases against five suspects after CCTV footage showed agents from the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency lied about a supposed drug buy bust. Instead, Judge Amelia Lourdes Mendoza of Negros Oriental Regional Trial Court Branch 34 initiated indirect contempt charges against the five PDEA agents involved for misleading the court, for making untruthful statements in their affidavits, and for directly impeding and degrading the administration of justice. The PDEA agents were also required to attend indirect contempt proceedings on November 13, along with two witnesses, a barangay official and a media representative. PDEA agents claimed a certain Richard Torres and four other companions were arrested in House on June 20 this year, supposedly as a result of a drug buy-bust operation. Authorities claim three of, the, three of the accused were holding a drug session while Torres and his alleged supplier sold a small plastic sachet of shabu to an undercover agent. But the accused presented CCTV footage from cameras operated by the city government, which showed that four of the accused were picked up by the agents, one after the other, while a fifth uh, suspect was picked up in front of a restaurant. The court said that the CCTV footage showed the whereabouts of the blue car which the PDA agents used, along with the timestamp and the testimony of the accused, which convinced it that the arrest was illegal. As a result, the court ruled it has no jurisdiction over the accused, and the evidence supposedly obtained from them were inadmissible. The court stressed the constitutional right of citizens against unreasonable searches and seizures, that a search and an arrest may only be made based on a warrant. An arrest, wants, an arrest without a warrant may only be valid under the rules of court if an accused is caught in the act of committing a crime in hot pursuit cases or a prisoner escapes from jail. In a statement to ABS News this morning, Director General Wilkins Villanueva said PDEA will never condone illegal acts of their personnel, but will leave the matter to the court while asserting that the personnel also have the right to be heard. The court has ordered the sending of copies of the order to PDEA as well as to the Department of Justice and the Dumaguete City Prosecutor's Office for investigation of possible liabilities. Now, Carmina, this is not the first time a court has acquitted uh, drug suspects on the basis of CCTV footage. In September 2016, Makati Court has also acquitted an Australian, also based on a CCTV footage, refuting the version of the authorities. The Supreme Court has acquitted several drug suspects based on the manner of arrest and the handling of evidence against them. Carmina? Yes. Mike, where are these PDEA agents now, and what is the plan of uh, the agency regarding these uh, rogue personnel? We understand from Director General Wilkins Villanueva that they, they have yet to receive a copy of the order, so they will, uh, but they will start investigating. The court has recommended that uh, PDEA look into the administrative liability and that uh, the 
prosecutor's office also look at the possible criminal liability. Uh, we have yet to confirm, but we have received reports that some of them have been suspended and reassigned to other areas. Uh, we have yet to confirm that with uh, Director General Villanueva. I uh, will also be asking him what would be the potential uh, steps they will uh, take in order to avoid a similar situation in the future. Camila. All right. Thanks a lot. Mike Navalio there joining us on the line. And back here in the newsroom, World News Now. U.S. President Donald Trump abruptly ended a solo interview with a TV network on Monday and did not return to tape a scheduled appearance with Vice President Mike Pence. Trump later tweeted the host, Leslie Stahl, was not wearing a mask. But reports say Stahl had a mask on when she entered the White House and just before the interview began. On Tuesday, Trump campaigned to the crucial battleground state of Pennsylvania, declaring his administration was crushing the coronavirus. The Biden lockdown will crush America. We will crush the virus. We're doing that. We're crushing the virus. Look at our numbers compared to Europe. You know, they always said, oh, Europe, Europe, Europe. Look at our numbers compared. And we had the biggest of, of any country, the biggest comeback. We came back faster. We went down less economically, came back faster. If you want depression, doom and despair, vote for sleepy Joe Biden and boredom. Trump's visit to Pennsylvania comes the day before former President Barack Obama will campaign in the state for Biden. Over 35 million Americans have already cast their early ballots with two weeks left in the presidential race. Officials in some battleground states warn armed civilians at polling places could intimidate voters and spark violence. This report tells us more. Officials in Michigan and Minnesota, two U.S. states that will play a key role in November's presidential election on Tuesday, sounded the alarm about the potential for armed civilians at polling places sparking violence or intimidating voters. Michigan's top election official said state police will enforce a ban issued on Friday forbidding the open carry of guns within 100 feet of voting centers. But some Republicans and local law enforcement representatives have said it may not be enforceable. In Minnesota, civil rights groups sued to block efforts by a private security company to deploy armed polling monitors, blasting the effort as voter intimidation. Others have speculated that an attempt to block people from carrying guns to the polls will spur protests by gun rights activists outside voting centers. President Donald Trump, who trails in most national opinion polls behind his rival Joe Biden, has cast doubt on the election result, calling it rigged and warning supporters to watch for fraud. NASA gets its first handful of pristine asteroid rocks in a historic operation. The agency's spacecraft, which has been orbiting an asteroid over 100 million miles from Earth, made brief contact with the celestial body to snatch a sample. The Bennu asteroid was formed in the early days of our solar system, and scientists say its rocks could hold clues to the origins of life on Earth. NASA's spacecraft has been in orbit for nearly two years, preparing for the touch-and-go maneuver. It is expected to return to Earth in 2023. <laughs> right. 
the Philippines has signed a 3 billion peso contract for the detailed engineering design of a planned 32-kilometer bridge that would link the provinces of Bataan and Cavite. The Public Works Department says the design study for the interlink bridge project will be carried out in the next 15 months. The Asian Development Bank will choose the winning bidders. The DPWH expects the project to reduce travel time between Cavite and Bataan to around 30 minutes from the current five hours. If it pushes through, the Bataan-Cavite bridge will be the largest and longest bridge in the Philippines. San Miguel Corporation will have a soft opening of the Skyway 3 Expressway in December, even though rains are hampering finishing works. The company says the new 18-kilometer toll road will be free to all motorists for an entire month. Skyway 3 connects the North and South Luzon Expressways and is expected to cut travel time between the two toll roads to just 20 minutes from the current three hours. The Philippine National Oil Company Exploration Corporation plans to start drilling activities for one of its petroleum service contracts in northwest Palawan next year. That's after President Rodrigo Duterte lifted the moratorium on oil explorations in the disputed West Philippine Sea. In Tuesday's Senate budget hearing, PNOC President Lieutenant General Rosano Briguez says that if their timeline works out, oil production could start by late 2026 or early 2027. For now, Briguez says they're focused on moving forward with their existing service contracts. In sports, the late NBA great Kobe Bryant is honored by the National Museum of African American History and Culture by displaying his jersey in its gallery. The museum decided to add the memorabilia months after the tragic death of the five-time NBA champion. The jersey was donated by Kobe himself after he wore it in the 2008 finals. Bryant is one of the museum's founding donors and helped fund the construction of the museum. Its collection includes clothing worn by notable black athletes, including football player and social justice activist Colin Kaepernick's jersey and Muhammad Ali's robe. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back the interviews, too, on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on ANC. Oh,